Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is bonus episode number 90. And in honor of the recent, I guess, season or whatever you want to call it, of live action remakes coming from Walt Disney Studios, our friend Rodri over at Rod Meets World, you may remember him back from episode number 55, is joining us because he knows the Disney films so much better than us, but we're all going to count down our top five Disney live action films. So... Rodri, thank you so much for joining us again. We're so excited to jump into this with you. I'm so excited to do this. I mean, I, I, as you said, I love the movies. Like that's, if I'm blocked with my past or whatever, like my movie collection is numerous just for that reason to get that Disney uh, fix that we love when we get to the parks. And I think you told me online before you own like pretty much every like how many movies do you have in your collection at this point? Do you have a number idea? I mean, I don't think I have an, I'm literally looking at this giant bookcase that I have that has all of my movies in it, which has all of the Disney movies, all of the Marvel movies. uh, And see, it's even harder because I have even those direct to sequel Disney movies. So I'm, there's there's a lot (laughs) oh man (laughs) so i'm excited to go through this but the reason why we're dropping it this week is in honor of aladdin coming out this friday so i think it would be good to just kind of share some of our thoughts and expectations for the movie it seems to be a very divisive movie coming out some people are really excited some people are are not as excited so let's see Catherine. let's start with you what do you think? Okay, so I I am excited for this one. And I know maybe a lot of people aren't, but I think all of the previews look really good. I love, like, the music. I feel like they picked some really strong um, actors and actresses as far as, like, singing goes. You know, they're not necessarily known people, but I think the singing is going to be good. Yeah, there's young up and coming guy named Will Smith in it. Look okay, out for him. Okay, no, that's that's I obviously Will Smith is Will Smith, but I'm talking Aladdin and Jasmine. I don't know who they are. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited about that. I think I have higher expectations for this one than for like Dumbo. For Dumbo, I had zero expectations, um, and I wasn't really excited about it. But I am. I do have some higher expectations for this one. What do you well, think? Fun, oh, I was just gonna say, fun fact. Um, Naomi Scott actually was in the recent remake of the Power Rangers, so she plays Jasmine. Um, she was Kimberly in the new Power Rangers movie. Mm. Oh, we never okay. saw that one. No, we didn't. I didn't either, but that's the only little fact I know about it. <laughs> okay, okay. So are you excited for this one, Rodri? Well, I have a little bit of a leg up just because at Disneyland in the Great Moments of Mr. Lincoln uh, Theater, they actually play two scenes from the movie. So I've seen two scenes of the movie so far. And I'm I'm a little indifferent towards it. I mean, it looks beautiful, like aesthetic. It looks really pretty. Like everybody has great costumes. Like I'm really excited for seeing Prince Ali in action. Like his costume looks awesome but um 
I guess just some of the way that it was shot seems a little seems a little weird to me, but overall I'm excited. I Aladdin isn't one of my top favorite movies, but it is one of those that I really do enjoy watching and I'm kind of excited to see their rendition of it. Yeah. I think it's interesting and you probably have a better connection to it than we do since you did have the Aladdin uh, Broadway style show in California Adventure for so long. And that's a show we never got to see, but we watch it on YouTube and watch clips of the actual Broadway show um, in New York. I kind of wish that they, I guess we don't know for sure, but it doesn't seem like they adopted that style as much. Would you agree with that? I think so. One thing that I am noticing with all of these, like in the show in California Adventure, the Broadway show, and in this movie from what it seems like, is they have to give Jasmine a song. Um, I didn't know that had to be a new staple. Um, Not that I mind it, but just that's become a staple that I've noticed is Jasmine has to get a song. And in each rendition of Aladdin, she gets a different song. So none of them are the same. They're just different. They have the same theme, but just different songs. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, so I know we talked off air. Roger, you said that you will probably see it um, this opening weekend. Catherine and I probably will not. We'll probably wait a little while. We're going to be busy. Then we'll actually be in Walt Disney World. So we have a good excuse. Um, (laughs) And then we'll probably see it sometime after Memorial Day. Yeah. Well, sooner rather than later. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Dumbo. Like we had to go see it opening weekend because if we didn't, I was going to read the reviews and then we weren't going to go. So (laughs) I'm going to try to not read any reviews or see anybody's opinion of it uh, and, and hold off and hopefully going in with an open mind. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there now. Dumbo did not make my list. So. <laughs> Same. I think we're all yeah in that boat. <laughs> yep. So cool. I think we're ready to jump into it, Catherine. If you keep looking at my list, you're gonna be disqualified. List. I'm not looking at your list. I wish this was being video recorded so the listeners could hold you accountable because you oh keep peeking. Um, so. We all kept our list secret for the most part, except for some wandering eyes here and there. (laughs) Um, And so we set it to strictly Disney. So no Marvel, no Star Wars, no anything else, no Disney Channel originals, unfortunately. They'll get shout shout outs. Yep. Yes, definitely. Um, But we're just going to rank our top five debate them along the way and then at the end of this when this episode drops we're going to put kind of uh, our picks on instagram and allow you guys as the listeners to go vote on those so we'll put that up at um on our instagram at detour to neverland underscore podcast and you can decide who had the best picks so Catherine, you want to go first ladies first i'm gonna go first okay so my number five pick um, would be the Santa Claus. Oh my god! I had to do it. I feel like there are so many just like good memories around that movie. It's besides Elf, it's the first Christmas movie that I always want to watch, and I will watch it every single time that I see it on TV. So here's my issue with that, Catherine. Okay. For any of our longtime listeners, might remember around Christmas time. You kept saying <laughs> that Elf was a better Christmas movie I sa- than And I gave Elf a shout out. I said, other than Elf, this is the movie that I want to watch. 
But we're not getting into that debate. I just think the Santa Claus is a great movie. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree. I did think about putting the Santa Claus on my list. Um, it is one of those two that, ironically, every time I drive past Denny's when I was with my brother, we would just say it's an American institution. Like, <laughs> we, like that movie really does have like a soft place for me. So I, I definitely agree with you. It's, it's a really good movie. I mean, they meet three of them. Mm-hmm. It was on my honorable mentions list. It didn't make my top five, but um, what Roger, you might know more of the details on this. Didn't they like sell the TV rights to Santa Claus two? And so that's why Freeform can't ever show two. They only show one and three. See, I don't know about that. Someone I... told us that once. Yeah. That might make sense. Although to be honest, I do like Santa Claus two way more than Santa Claus one. Oh, that's interesting. See, I feel like I might feel that way, but it's been so long since I've seen two because we just watch them when they come on Freeform or yeah. or ABC that I haven't it's been seen it in ages. So... That's the one where he finds a wife, right? Yes, that's where we get the Mrs. Claus. Mm. Yes, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I that one I really don't know. I honestly I haven't watched regular TV in a very 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 long time, <laughs> so I don't know what how that would work although that does make sense it's kind of the same thing with um i'm trying to think where the disney channel plays the first two harry potter movies and then freeform i feel like plays four through like four five and six Hmm. so it's kind of like that same thing where i guess it just depends on which ones they got yeah Mm -hmm. interesting so yeah i remember someone posting recently about that on sometimes on the bus to Hollywood Studios they'll play the Harry Potter music. Hmm. I, because somehow they have the music rights to it. I don't know why they would use it. Yeah, that is but, so interesting. But yeah. Huh. With as much confusion of like Catherine, your sister has told us so many times that people will be like, <laughs> How do I get to Harry Potter land? Like yeah. which park is that in? <laughs> Where do you know? I buy my ticket for Harry Potter World? Yeah. He's like, uh <laughs> Okay, so, Rodri, I guess I'll go next, and then we'll, we'll let you it. round out the fifth pick. Mine is more of a sentimental pick. I know not many people are huge fans of this movie, but it's Alice in Wonderland, the 2010 remake. I think Tim Burton was still somewhat sane at that point, even though it is weird, but I think he did... Because Alice in Wonderland is a weird story, and I think he did it right. It was one of those, it came out when I was in high school, and I watched it a lot. Like, (laughs) a lot, a lot. So, that is my fifth pick. Very controversial. So controversial. (laughs) Um, I, I, I have to say... Alice Through the Looking Glass did not make my list. Yeah, that one was terrible. I think that was a abomination, but um, yeah, I think the the first one that Tim Burton did was was solid. Um, I can agree with that. Um, I don't, it's not my like first thing to throw into the DVD player, but it is, uh, it's a good, it's a good rendition. I like to say there are some things that I kind of I mean, with every movie, there is always things that people have issues with, but 
Um, I do think it's another one of those, I I guess I tend to like movies that have a really nice aesthetic when you watch it. So it does have like that really cool, aesthetically pleasing thing. Um, I will say when I found Monoreal Radio because of you guys, Mm -hmm. and when they mentioned and they reviewed that movie, um, they mentioned about the twisted tree that Tim Burton does in all of his movies. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but start noticing that when I watched Alice in Wonderland. And then I know we decided not to put Dumbo on the list. But... (laughs) But there is a twisted tree in Dumbo, too. And I was like, ooh, I wonder how they felt about that. Yeah. I, yeah, I I recently noticed that, too, because of that episode. Um, and I'm trying to think. What is the actor's name? Who's an Alan Rickman, who plays mm-hmm. um, the Caterpillar. And he's also Snape, of course. But I, it made me love that movie even more now that he's passed. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is like such a unique character and way that he portrayed it. And I know Johnny Depp is a controversial topic as well, but I do like his version of the Mad Hatter. Yeah, definitely. And there was, it's, I mean, people must have loved it because it inspired that uh, Mad Tea Party dance party in DCA for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And people were very upset when it left. Very upset. Yeah. So that was my number five pick. What about you, Rodri? All right. Mine is completely out there. Not very many people know that it exists. Um, but mine was bed knobs and broomsticks. Hmm. So it showed and in our research, it showed up on a lot of our list. I can't say that I remember the plot of it as well uh, at all. I know that I've seen it, but can you give us a, a brief synopsis of what it's about? Yes. So Bedknobs and Broomsticks is basically it takes place during World War II. Um, it's kind of like one of those openings of like with Narnia where they send the kids off into the country because of all the bombings that are going off in London. Um, and there's a woman named Miss Price and she gets three orphan children. Um, and the twist is, is that she's a witch and that she's basically trying to learn a spell that she wants to learn that she can help do her part in the war. Um, but she really doesn't want these kids. So it's basically a fight between the kids and her about um, they're kind of playing off of each other and they go on this adventure to try to find the last uh, spell that she's looking to use to help fight off uh, the enemies of World War II. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I we just looked it up on IMDb as you were talking and I didn't remember that it has... Um, David Tomlinson, who is Mr. Banks and Mary Poppins as well. Yes, he is the headmaster of the school that she's learning all of these spells from. And he doesn't have uh, the last spell that she's looking for because he uh, closes down the school before she can get that last spell. So interesting. We're going to have to. Interesting. That's going to be like our first thing on Disney Plus, I feel like now. Yeah. Well, I found out from my dad, too, because my dad is um, actually from the UK, that it's actually based on a true story about um, a woman who, and a magician, so uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do it without making it complicated. Uh, Basically, well, just for namesake, Mr. Banks, um, he was based on a real person that it was 
uh, he was a magician and he wanted to use the quote unquote witch as his uh, magician's assistant. Mm. Interesting. Yep. A tangent, but I, we are really excited for Disney Plus. But as you, as a movie collector, are you not as excited about it because it doesn't seem like they're putting as much emphasis on the physical DVDs and Blu rays anymore? So I am a little upset about it just because um, the thing that bothers me and about these streaming services and which is kind of why I have the movie collection that I do is that especially with like Netflix and Hulu, they come and go. And so if I'm in the mood to want to see something that is kind of obscure or I know that's been on there for a long time, um, then I'd be able to go and see it. But if I have the physical copy, then I don't have to worry about it potentially disappearing i can have access to it at any time yeah i can agree with that i'm hoping disney plus stays true to always keep the full collection on there but i don't know you would have to imagine there'd be a day where they're like okay we're gonna start taking some of this off so yeah oh i'm just hoping that i can get there's a couple more that i haven't gotten yet and i'm just hoping that they either get a re-release or i can find it really cheap somewhere before they all disappear altogether mm-hmm. yeah 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 just wish they would put song of the south on there like let me sign <laughs> like a waiver or something like i'm not racist <laughs> like not please let you. me watch this yeah well i was listening to i've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and there is a podcast that talks about um, how I think it was the Warner Brothers or Looney Tunes or something like that, that has the same kind of issues that they're dated. They spoke to things that were happening at that time, but they put a disclaimer in front of it saying this was not acceptable then. This is not acceptable now, but we are showing it in its true form because we don't want to take away from the artists and the people who made the film. So I feel like that's something that they could potentially put in front of it. But I guess Disney just wants to erase it entirely. Yeah. I don't know. It's very unfortunate. I just want to watch it to appreciate Splash Mountain more, to be honest. Because I've I've forgotten most of the story. Yeah. Or just release, like, the Br'er Rabbit short. Because it seems like, from what I've heard, is that it's just separate from the rest of the movie. Like, it kind of cuts away, and it's just that sequence. So why not just release that little portion? Yeah, for sure. All right, Catherine, number four. Number four. Okay, so my number four um, is actually a remake. It's the Cinderella live-action remake, Um, and it's for a couple different reasons. I mean, growing up, Cinderella was always my favorite princess, my princess of choice. Um, But I think just kind of sticking with, like, the aesthetics of the movie, um, it's very beautiful. Um, again, I kind of liked that they picked, like, some lead people who weren't necessarily, like, well-known. Like, they picked just good, um, like, actresses because they were the best fit for the part. Um, and I think I like the message. And I feel like it's kind of, like, spread, like, that have courage and be kind message that it, like, kind of emphasized. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that one. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. It did not make my list or my honorable mentions, but I can appreciate that that was wasn't that was one of the first remakes, right? Yeah, it might have been like the first. So that was a lot of liberty that they took to to try to redo a classic such as Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Big shoes to fill. 
Well, as the Disney history buff person that I am, it is actually not the first live action remake that they did. Um, but I will, I'm going to save that because that's my number four. So I'm just going <laughs> to let him wait. <laughs> um, foreshadowing. Yes. But, it but was, yeah, no, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was one of the early ones, right? At least in the, like the modern era. Yes, definitely. I think it was the first one of the kickoff of what we have now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you like do you like the film? I do. I will I remember watching it like it's really weird because I can remember like going to the theater and what it was like when I uh, went and saw it is it was like raining hardcore on my way there. And when I went inside, I felt like really like happy. And it, like Catherine said, it's the message behind it that it kind of uplifts you and puts you in this great uh, mentality that like if you're just good, a good person, everything's going to turn out all right. Mm-hmm. And then I went back outside and it was raining still. And I'm like, oh, this is this just totally <laughs> changed my attitude. 180. They were just trying to uh, the weather was trying to set the mood for England, I think, just rainy right. and cold. definitely i do like that's some of the things too because i also um i kind of read the source material that's that's how in depth i get with these movies is that i read the source material that these movies are sometimes based on so obviously the fairy tales and all of that and i used to actually um have to read like fairy tales to kids so when um i saw this rendition i liked a lot of the nods that they gave to the original fairy tale in this version of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. All right. My next. You're next. Mine is, I think by definition, it counts as a live action film, but it, I'm, I'm open for debate if anybody disagrees, <laughs> but it is who framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. i think that it's it's obviously not in the same this might be giving away some of my list it's not the same cutting edge that a mary poppins was for its time but i think just the unique situation of having looney tunes and disney characters in the same movie is something that will never ever happen again and I love the character of Roger Rabbit. Um, so I, I I wanted to put it number one, to be honest, but <laughs> I knew it, it probably didn't deserve that. Okay. I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts, Catherine. Well, so I have honestly only seen the movie once, um, and it's because Brendan made me watch it with him before we went to Disneyland so I could appreciate or understand like the ride. Um, that you guys have so I it was a good movie I guess I'm trying to like remember everything that happened because there was a lot that was going on but I mean it was a it was a fun movie to watch I guess it's one of those that has a lot of adult humor in it as well which I think is why I still enjoy it so much yeah yeah what do you Um, think Roger Rabbit is a nostalgic movie for me because my dad like my dad for some reason is in love with Jessica Rabbit like in love with her um and so that movie was not a stranger in my household um I really do enjoy the movie I think because it's kind of the same thing with me it's been a long time since I've seen it um 
but yeah, no, I re- I'm just trying to remember most of it too. That's why I'm, it's not that it's a, not that it was a bad movie. I really do like that movie too. Um, probably would have been in my honorable mentions list, but I can definitely see why um, you would choose it. It is a really good movie. Do you guys agree that it is a live action? I mean, I think so. <laughs> if if I can get away with bed knobs and broomsticks, which has like a ten minute segment of like animation and live action at the same time, you can get away with Roger Rabbit. Good deal. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> All okay, right. I'm so excited to hear yours, Rodri. What's your number four? Okay, my number four is, as far as I know, the first uh live action remake that they did and it's 101 dalmatians yes that's on my honorable mentions so that movie um i mean i love cruella deville i love 101 dalmatians in general i thought glenn close i know some people have like they love her just as much as i do as her rendition of cruella um just I I love everything about it. It it also gave me that real life Cruella car that I had a model of when I was a kid, and I was like, "That's the car I want when I get older." Like it's, uh, I almost put it higher on my list, but I knew that there were others that I had to put up there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one probably would have been my number one if I didn't have what I have. I think because of probably the age that I am, I've watched that version more than the animated version more times in my life. Would mm. you agree with that, Catherine? I'd say it's probably like 50-50 cuz I feel like me and my sister were very like animated movies, but that was probably actually the first like live action Disney movie that we did ever watch besides like the Disney Channel stuff. And I feel like whenever you see Cruella in the parks, they're more, a lot of times they're depicting that live action version more than they are the animated. What, what do you think? I can kind of, I can kind of see that. I mean, I actually had an interaction with Cruella on Friday, so I'm trying to think I'm back on it. Um, I can, I can kind of agree with that. I think Glenn Close is a bit more manic mm-hmm. than the animated one um i think the one that we get in the parks at least in my opinion is she's a little bit more uh the cruella we meet when we first meet her in the animated movie Mm, yeah yeah i agree with that yeah that is a good pick i'm jealous i didn't make it on my (laughs) honorable mentions okay so number three and I'm I'm changing mine on the spot. What? And I'm I'm changing it just for the fact to have some diversity because I know a lot of ours are probably about to start overlapping. Um, so I'm changing it. I should I say what I had originally, or just no, go with my I, new pick? Now I'm looking at yours and it's about to be mine. So <laughs> I know. Okay. See, that's diversity. So my new number three is going to be Christopher Robin. Mm. I. I mean, that was just such a sweet movie. I mean, everybody loves Winnie the Pooh. And I think I cried multiple times watching that movie. Just the whole, like, message of, like, not forgetting about, like, your childhood and, like, slowing down even when you're busy um, and focusing on the things that, you know, you should be focusing on, like, family and, you know, 
the people around you. I just, the whole message just like hit me and I just loved it. I really love that movie as well. It didn't make my list. Actually, I didn't think about it. And I don't think you did either until we were just scrolling through this, this list. But I saw it and I was like, ah, oh, yes. But I, I, I think I will watch legitimately any movie with Ewan McGregor in it. So that's like a caveat that, that I love him. Um, but I, I respect that pick a lot, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Robin's a pretty good one too. Um, it's, I mean, I'm, see, I I don't know why I can't think of an opinion on Christopher Robin. Um, it's really, it's a really cute film, like you said, and I like the message that's behind it too. Um, I like how real it gets too. That it's uh, not just another like, oh, it's Winnie the Pooh, because when you think of Winnie the Pooh, he's very like not. Um, he's very cute, and everything turns out okay, and even if he gets into, like, a little bit of trouble, it's like, oh, he's gonna be fine, like, no problems about him, but this one, like, you you feel for, not just Christopher Robin, but you feel for Pooh in those, like, darker moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Your eyes are looking heavy right now, Kim. I know, Kim. I just love it so much. <laughs> it was a good, I'm patting myself on the back right now. I have, a hot, <laughs> I have a hot take about Christopher Robin. I appreciate that they made the characters, like their original look of, you know, like Tigger for one is the one that stands out. Like he doesn't look like the animated Tigger at all. Uh-huh. But I feel like if they had found like a happy medium between the animated and the classic characters more people would have enjoyed it. I think so many people couldn't get over that, that they looked off from the characters that we know. They just looked like they had been worn and loved on for many <laughs> years. I mean, a lot of people will find issues with anything, like anything. So I think if that's the least thing that they're, or that's the thing they're complaining about, I mean, it's it's... It's a good enough movie that it should be able to stand without the characters having to look exactly like the animated ones. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So my number three, I wanted to put the entire series on here, but I thought that maybe wasn't fair. So I'm <laughs> going to pick one film from the Pirates of the Caribbean um, franchise. And I think I've got to go with the original one, Pirates of the per- Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I think it's hard to beat the... The OG, where you you get to be introduced to so many of the new characters. And I think the franchise has had its ups and downs, but at least those first three were really solid movies that kind of took over, you know, the box office for a little while while they were out. Yeah. I am... I don't know what to do now, because that's... That movie is also on my list. I'm not gonna say where, but that movie <laughs> that movie is on my list. Um, though those that entire movie franchise is my favorite movie franchise of all time. Like it beats Star Wars, it beats Marvel. Like it is my favorite out of all of them. Um, I there I will get more into it when I get to my when it gets to my number on that one, but. Um, I actually did get to go to one of the premieres for those movies at Disneyland when I was in high school. Oh, and wow. that was, I, I fanboyed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think 
That's a good that's a good pick. I feel like out of all of them that's probably my favorite parts of the Caribbean movie. Um that's probably also the one the only one that I've really seen all the way through, which is embarrassing. Yeah, it's really like I like I'm glad we got married, Catherine, but that was a major <laughs> red flag when I met you and you'd never seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbeans. I was just like growing up, I don't know, we were very like girly, very like I don't know princess movies yes pirate movies not so much but but that's what i don't get it, is that you love pirates now i do yes i'm a, i'm was obsessed for a very long time i thought it was like the coolest thing ever probably the same way that now i'm obsessed with like marvel like it's so cool i'd never i don't know been exposed to it before you're welcome <laughs> well see and i think if you had seen it earlier you would have liked it more because you have elizabeth swan who is like that brilliant crossover of being in the beginning she's very quote-unquote princessy and then she moves over into being like the badass pirate oh i the the kick butt, <laughs> kick butt pirate and she ends up becoming a pirate king like i mean she's pretty cool yeah goals life goals yep <laughs> I agree. I I think it's a, a brilliant franchise. A little nervous for what they're going to do with it in the future, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Definitely. So what is All your right. number three? So my number three um, is another nostalgia movie, and it is the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Yes, that was on my honorable mentions. Yeah, and like that movie, my cousin and I watched that movie so much. Um, I can't do it now, but she and I used to be able to do that secret handshake that her and the butler did. Um, we used to reenact, I don't know why we did, but we used to reenact the um, scene where they decided they're going to switch places. Like, we, I just, that movie in general, it made me want to go to summer camp. Like, it also hit home with me because my mom is from California, and that's where one of the twins is from, and my dad is from the UK, and that's where the other twin is from. So it was that happy, like, it just, it just resonated a lot with me. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's such a good one. I feel like for all the same reasons, it's just like growing up, you think like, oh, my God, that'd be so awesome if I had, you know, just like a random twin. And I think Lindsay Lohan, at least for me growing up, was one of those like, I just loved Lindsay Lohan. She was on that list with like Anne Hathaway. Amanda um, Bynes. Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yes. Like all of those, like that era, um, Hilary Duff, like all the, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie that movie also resonates with me, too, and I just realized it, is my dad, I get to mention my dad again, that he has a, uh, he had a major crush on Haley Mills, apparently. Like, my dad, like, along with Jessica Rabbit, but, like, his celebrity crush that he's, like, I don't care how old she is, whatever, like, Haley Mills was his girl. So, my dad loved Pollyanna, he loved the parent trap so both of those versions uh were also not a stranger in my house mm -hmm. yeah it has been so long since i've seen the 60s version i don't know if i've ever seen the 60s version <laughs> <laughs> well i'm, the, I'm was... Lindsay lohan version <laughs> <laughs> and see this is what i'm talking about it was on netflix and now it's not anymore mm. oh 
What a shame. Yeah. That's a good pick, though. Yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Catherine, number two. Oh, We're man. We're getting close. Oh, man. Okay. So I can't get this one off my list, even though I know it's bound to be on all of our lists. Um, but you've got to go Mary Poppins. You have to put Mary Poppins in your list, I feel like. Just, I mean, for all of all of the obvious reasons, I mean. Mainly just Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. I, I think I just realized recently that I'm obsessed with her. Like, she's always been there. But I feel like recently I just have such a big appreciation for her and it'll show through in my in my last choice as well. Um, but you just, I don't know. I can't even find like the right words to say. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it, it goes with my number two pick, honestly. So I can go ahead and share it. My number two pick is Saving Mr. Banks. So I think... Just knowing, and I know Saving Mr. Banks isn't completely accurate to history, but just knowing how monumental of a film Mary Poppins was for Walt Disney personally and for the company makes me appreciate it even more. But, I mean, is there a single person in the world who has not seen Mary Poppins? I mean, like, if you say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, like, everybody knows what you're talking about. It's just like a universal thing. The, the songs are all wonderful how cutting edge it is for animated and live action together. Dick Van Dyke. I mean, it's got everything you could, you could want. Definitely. Well, I'm also going to say mine too. We share the same number two minus saving Mr. Banks as well. Uh. Um, So um, I guess we have a Mary Poppins theme, but it's, I love for at least the saving Mr. Banks part. I agree with everything that you said, Brandon, about how it's, like it how monumental it was for the company and i mean we think the kind of relations that i'm kind of thinking about when walt disney made those uh animated it like segments in blended with the live action is that's kind of like our first step into like what cgi was or special effects like i kind of noticed that with some of these um Disney movies was like instead of setting off like real fireworks they would like animate fireworks or like things like that that without Mary Poppins I think that we wouldn't it's kind of like that stepping stone into what we have now with computer generated like the CGI and stuff like that like it's it's crazy like how influential Mary Poppins is to not just pop culture but like to movies in general Mm -hmm. completely agree and you get the music by the Sherman Brothers I mean, it's impossible to beat anything that they put together. So, yeah, I agree. But (laughs) speaking on Saving Mr. Banks, you know, specifically, I think from everything that I've been able to gather, and I'm no Disney historian by any means, but I think Tom Hanks played Walt brilliantly. Um, I think he really did it so well and... And I think it was that right mix of historical, kind of what it meant to him and the company, but also showing about, you know, P.L. Travers and kind of the story of Mary Poppins and and how it came to be. So I think Saving Mr. Banks is one of the most underrated films ever, to be completely honest. I think it's every time I watch it, we're in tears and immediately you want to go watch Mary Poppins. So like what's better than that than like a two for one? (laughs) No, I agree. I 
and I think Catherine can agree with this with the the history part of all of this um, is that I I also have read a lot of books on like the early life of Disney and so that story when Tom Hanks talks about um, or Disney he talks about when he had to go deliver the newspapers and he fell asleep in the snow and like all of that stuff like I have read that in so many biographies I'm like oh my god like they actually followed through on like they they didn't just give like a story that um just came out of nowhere to like pull on your heartstrings they really did do their research and put things into there I mean also being a huge Disney fanatic I got really excited one I got to see the park that I go to all the time on the big screen but it also uses the they tried to recreate what it would have looked like back in that time period. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Yeah, I think just all of the above. Saving Mr. <laughs> Banks, I will say that was my original number three. So just to throw that out there, it was on my list. <laughs> that was the one I just knew everyone was going to have it. So again. So I think Roger and I have shared both of our number two. So Catherine, you have to share your number one now. I think number I believe. one. Okay. So my number one, again, being like the princess-obsessed girly girl that I was growing up, I have to go Princess Diaries. Like, I yes. still to this day, I'm so obsessed. I could I could literally watch Princess Diaries probably forever and never get sick of it. I mean, Anne Hathaway, I already said I love her. Julie Andrews. The other day, me and Brendan were talking about Julie Andrews. And I was just recognizing that she was the queen of Genovia, not even Mary Poppins, because, I mean, she's the queen. You're like the 1% of the world who views it that way. <laughs> but I think just like growing up, you know, you always, you want to be a princess. And it was just that whole like transformation and you, you know, it is possible. And then you like grow up and you see things like... Uh, Kate Middleton and the Meghan Markle and it's like oh my god now they're princesses so you know just the, the whole everything about it I just loved it it is a very good movie I will agree with that how what is going to be a reaction it sounds like they're making a new one but if it actually comes through I mean is that one that we have to go to like Anaheim and Orlando and see it on opening night yeah I'll be first in line for sure just because I'll be so excited. It's just all all the nostalgia. I mean, oh, yeah. so many oh, good yeah. memories. Mm. Yeah, I. that's another one that I loved that movie too. That's actually my honorable mentions. Um, and it's, yeah, it is it's such a good movie. Like it plays, I think some of it um, just shows just how brilliant Anne Hathaway is is and since i think if i remember correctly that is our first introduction to anne hathaway in any movie so to kind of she blew it out of the water she had a successful franchise and then now she's an academy award-winning actress like she it just kind of shows how to the not just the success of the movie and the story but just how if it wasn't anne hathaway we probably wouldn't even have her on the list mm-hmm. completely agree yeah Whew. So my number one might be the same the same as yours, Rodri. It's got to be the OG. It's Mary Poppins. Yeah. Is that the same as yours? 
So Mary Poppins is not on my list. Ooh, spicy. I like it. Yeah, Mary Poppins is in my honorable mentions, but um, yeah. Do you want, I'll let you give on your, your Mary Poppins. Well, I feel like we've said so much about it already, but I just think, you know, appreciating for what it was at that time and still how the story resonates so well, um, I think is what propelled it to the top of my list. To be 100% transparent, Catherine and I have still not seen Mary Poppins Returns, so we can't speak on that one at all. Um, but the original... It's just so well-written and, and so well done. So iconic. Yeah. Definitely. I won't give my comments on Mary Poppins Return, so I won't. So you don't have any reviews when you go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think by now we've, like, read so many other people's <laughs> reviews. Like, we're going to see it regardless. Um, but I know, like, your dad loved it. Right, Catherine? Or he thought it was okay. He's like the biggest Mary Poppins fan of all time. I was going to say, when I think about Mary Poppins, I think of my dad, because that's like his all-time favorite movie. The Jungle Book is up there, but Mary Poppins is number one. Yeah. So. Nice, nice. We'll see. Disney Plus is probably when we're going to see it. I know. (laughs) Well, that's a few months from now, so you you got a lot of time to prep. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess my number one, and it's one that you mentioned earlier, is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. And the reason for this is the, like I said before, like those movies really resonated with me a lot. I have no idea why. Um, I know, I remember I saw it, um, I think it came out around my birthday. So I remember seeing it for my birthday. I think it was like 15 when it came out. Um, But I was obsessed with this franchise there was a point when it came out on dvd that my brother and i we only watched that movie for about a month straight like nothing else only that movie on repeat over and over and over again to the point that we would start doing the lines when we were like in the car waiting for something (laughs) or we would uh I just I don't know why I love that movie so much but I really do like and it would be to a point where we're like we've watched this movie a lot like let's put on something else and we put on something else we're like nah take it out put back parts of the Caribbean like we just want to watch that one <laughs> like we I, it just resonated with me so much and that entire franchise just I don't know what it is but it speaks to me uh being able and then being able to see uh Kira Knightley in Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp like in person like that that kind of made that kind of made my day for me too Mm. yes that would be incredible for sure oh yeah i don't even know what i would do so now i've got to hear your thoughts rodri what do you think about red kind of taking the ship i guess (laughs) pun intended um you know and, and she being the character that's going to carry the franchise now um i'm excited to see how it goes um i know that they were having a lot of issues with it in the last two movies i'm gonna be honest i was not totally mad about the last two movies but um i know that it's probably that new direction they really want to take if she's anything like how she is in the parks um i think that she'll do really well because she's a really interesting character a lot of people actually want to go and meet red now um but I, 
I'm just excited to see what they do. I know Disney can get creative, um, and I am excited to see what imagination they spring out to revive the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agreed. I can I can agree with that. Yeah. So let's go through some of the honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay, so... Well, sorry, before we do that, <laughs> during our research, I think... I mean, we love Disney as much as anybody, but really this has opened our eyes to, we could do like a top 10 worst live action <laughs> Disney movies of all time, because there are some real duds in here. <laughs> like Oz the Great and Powerful, so bad. Such a dud. I was so hyped for that movie, because at the time, I know he's controversial now, at the time I was the biggest James Franco fan ever, but... That that one just swung and missed so bad. Yeah, yeah I I I was excited for that one too, just because I like the Wicked Witch of the West, and then I was like, Mila Kunis, why, why? <laughs> yep, the Haunted Mansion, another one. Just surely Awful. they're gonna have to redo that eventually and make it <sighs> good. They were supposed to, and I've been holding out for news for it for so long because Ryan Gosling was signed to it, and Guillermo del Toro was supposed to write and direct it, and then it just disappeared. And I'm like, what happened? Oh, man. So there's some other ones that are... I mean, a lot of these we've never even heard of, to be honest. Inspector Gadget, I thought was an interesting one that I didn't remember was Disney. Oh, my... I totally forgot about Inspector Gadget. I mean, if it didn't have Matthew Broderick, I think everybody would have forgotten about Inspector Gadget. John Carter, um, another one, just a complete miss. Uh, I never saw that. It's actually what? not bad if you watch it, but the way it was marketed was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, Prince of Persia. Why is that not on any of our lists? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's some uh, interesting ones on there. I would suggest anybody. We went to Ranker dot com and search for top Disney live action and they've got like two hundred movies on here with them ranked. Mm-hmm. Number one hundred oh, wow. is Benji the Hunted. If anybody has seen Benji the Hunted, please let us know. <laughs> never even heard of it. So <laughs> exactly. So honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So a few of my honorable mentions that we've already said: The Parent Trap, um, One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Um, the other ones that I have on here that I have to mention, Freaky Friday. I loved Freaky Friday again, Lindsay Lohan. Um, I also have, oh, I was going to say, did you see their, the DCOM remake that they did of Freaky Friday? I didn't because I just, uh, I had a bad feeling about it. (laughs) Did you see it? I didn't, but. The thing was they actually had made it a musical. Dizzy had made a Freaky Friday musical prior to that, so it's basically the musical. Mm. See, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Mm. The songs are pretty good, though. Okay. Um, I also had to throw in the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Brendan's <laughs> laughing at me. Um, I had to throw in the Cheetah Girls because I could probably still sing all the songs. Mm. Not that I'm a good singer, but, I mean... That was just one that me and my sister watched over and over and over again. Did any of them ever make it to the big screen, or were they all originals? They were um, all originals. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. But I will admit, I really liked the Cheetah Girls too because I love Spain and they went to Spain. So I got real excited for that one. I think, Catherine, that's why you like Italy so much because um, Lizzie McGuire went there in her movie. Wasn't it Italy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she yeah, did. <laughs> that's that's definitely why you like it so much. Yeah, the Lizzie McGuire movie has to be on there too because uh, love Hillary Duff. I mean, you could do a whole different episode on Disney Channel originals. I know, I know. Um, I think that's all of my my big ones, Brendan. Some of mine that we haven't mentioned yet were Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think Beauty and the Beast, the animated, is not my favorite story. Um, like Belle's not my favorite um, princess, but I do like how they redid the the live action. I think it was it has Ewan McGregor, so that's probably why I like it. <laughs> but um, the Mighty Ducks franchise, there I have a lot. I had a, I thought about a lot of sports ones that aren't great, but they still like I like them. Like Angels in the Outfield, classic, The Rookie. And Remember the Titans, like the sports ones that came to my mind. One that we haven't mentioned yet, but it might be on your honorable mentions, Rodri, is Enchanted. I know a lot of people love that one. I totally forgot about Enchanted, too. See, I I have never been a big Enchanted fan. I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't click with me. Uh, I thought I thought uh, I can't think of the actress's name. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I thought she was kind of annoying. Ooh. I Hot know, take. I know. Wow. I'm a fan. <laughs> All right. No, but oh, go for it. No, sorry. I I just had two more, and I think they're ones that we've for we've forgotten about. I can't believe they haven't been brought up yet. Hocus Pocus, and Holes. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> okay. in his prime. So Hocus Pocus is also on my honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. But Holes. I totally forgot about that one too, but that one I only remember that one because I had to read it in fifth grade, and then when the movie came out, I'm like, oh, I remember I read this book. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm, holes. Wow, that takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just gonna say the thing. Going back to Enchanted really fast is just the one thing that I loved about Enchanted is if or on the DVD or whatever they mentioned that they tried to throw in as many Disney Easter eggs as possible in that movie. And I liked doing that more than watching the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that would be fun. See, I see. I don't know if you listened to it, Rodri, but Jackie and Sean at Monorail Radio did um, their review of Enchanted. And it made me appreciate it a lot more, like knowing how many of those little things that they threw into it that we would probably go back and enjoy now if we if we rewatched it. You yeah, probably yeah. viewed it as like a children like I want her to be a perfect princess like Cinderella. So Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Any others yeah. on your list? Um for me, I have the Princess Diaries, the Prince Oh, okay. So my big one, and it's a decom, but it did go on the big screen for its last one, was High School Musical. Oh. Oh, how did we forget about those? So I was a huge, huge High School Musical fan when I was a kid. Like, I went to the concert. I saw them uh, perform for the Christmas parade when they were at Disneyland. 
Uh, I've met Ashley Tisdale. She actually signed my high school musical CD, and I used that to audition to get into my performing arts high school. So I'm like, I use that, like I use the high school musical song to audition to get into that school. So like, it's it's deeply embedded into into how much I love those movies. It was almost on my list, but I'm like, I don't know if we're treading that line too closely because <laughs> High School Musical, High School Musical Three is not my favorite. But that one technically is a live-action film that made on the big screen. I've got two takeaways. A, Ashley Tisdall, I think, was my first crush ever. <laughs> um, B, well, Jessica Rabbit was probably my first crush, to be honest. And then B, um, Zac Efron coming into Marvel. That's big. I really enjoy that. He's coming into Marvel? Yes. I did not know that. I've got to figure out, what is his name? Uh, I, I heard it on the radio, and I was so excited to like come home and tell Brendan that I knew something that he didn't know. <laughs> He's going to be in the uh, third Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, oh, interesting. Yep, yeah, he's going to be Adam Warlock. What? Oh, okay. All right. Now I'm freaking out a little bit. Yep. <laughs> he's like, because that's a big deal. Um, My last on my honorable mentions list, and... It almost was my number five. I almost threw off the knobs and broomsticks for this. And it's the Whitney Houston version of Cinderella. Oh, okay. Yes. That movie, that was my first experience seeing uh, an actual musical, besides obviously like our Disney movies that we've seen. But I actually got to see that musical as a field trip when I was a kid. Um, and I got really excited because I had seen the movie so many times and I loved all the songs that when I saw it, in per- I got like, I, I think I cried at one point when I saw it <laughs> because I, I loved it so much. Man. That's a good one. I feel like that one definitely gets overlooked. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's one that I throw it into the DVD player every once in a while. Was um, A Cinderella Story, was that made by Disney? <gasps> I don't. Oh my gosh! Think so I really, I okay. Let me. Okay, give me a second. I'm looking at my movies to see if I have it, and I'm gonna look. No, it was made by Warner Brothers. Oh Ooh. my. Okay, that is. I mean, it's right up there with Princess Diaries. I could quote that movie. Catherine, I think what we've learned about you today is that you just <laughs> really love like early two thousands. Oh my god. Disney Channel actresses. Yes. Well. Catherine, yes. I have a little a little nugget for you for a Cinderella story. Okay. Uh, I went to the high school that they filmed that high school at. What? What? How did so, you get to do that? Well, that they the high school was Monrovia High School, so it's the city that I grew up in. And we all went there. But when I saw the movie, I was like, that was really familiar. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Friendship Circle. Like, I go there almost every day. And I'm like, that's the swimming pool that we go to all the time. And I went, like, that little corridor that they go through at one point. I'm like, that's how I got to my journalism class. Like, Wait, you, you like, went to that high school. That's what you're saying? You went to that? <laughs> yes. I thought yes. you meant, like, you visited. Oh, oh no, my I, gosh. I what? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so if you ever you ever come to California and you want to see the Cinderella Story High School. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is so exciting. And it's, and it's actually not that far from Disneyland. Wow. 
Yeah, screw going to the um, Walt Disney Studios tour. We're going to go on the <laughs> Cinderella Studios tour. Oh, man. I really do love that movie. That is such a good movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Sorry, Disney's at. Pretty soon they'll buy Warner Brothers and it will be it will be a Disney movie. So just hold out, I guess. True. <laughs> All right. So I think we we covered a lot of different movies. I'm sure there were some that we like glaringly obviously missed. So we're giving it up to you as the listeners to let us know what are some that we left off our list that are high on yours. I want to end it and just ask what of the upcoming Disney movies are you most excited for? Doesn't necessarily have to be live action, and we're going to open it up to all of the umbrella of Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar. Catherine, you want to go first? Oh man, I can't go first. You just threw this on me. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. And mine was The Lion King. That was the one I was most excited for. Then it was (laughs) Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, because of the most recent trailer, it is Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm. See, this isn't fair. You're throwing, like, all of them. Like, you're doing Marvel and Star Wars and Disney? <laughs> uh, oh. um, I'm going to say The Lion King because I still, like, that was my childhood movie. I'm, I love the music, like... Yes, I'm really excited for um, The Rise of Skywalker, but I'm honestly, I'm a little bit more excited for Lion King than I am for Star Wars or Marvel. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess Lion King would definitely be my go-to answer, but I guess for diversity's sake, maybe I'll say Toy Story 4, because I am very interested to see what they do with it and like the direction that they go in and these new characters. I don't know how I feel about them yet, but I'm interested to see if they're more like lovable. I think you forgot about one. What? Frozen 2. Oh, Brendan. Stop. You can't. Oh. Well, I'm I feel like I made my choice, so but that would that might have trumped it, but dang. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we've been here over an hour. I honestly (laughs) thought before we were going to struggle to make 30 minutes, so I'm so glad that we had a lot of fun discussions. This was a ton of fun. So, Rodri, again, I know that our listeners can go back and hear your full story on episode number 55, but can you also remind our listeners where they can connect with you online? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at rodmeetsworld, R-H-O-D meetsworld. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And again, we'll put up all of our results on Instagram and you guys can vote on who had the best picks. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.